I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. And good Saturday morning and welcome into a free fishing weekend. Yes, fish with no licenses. But, and I got to get this out because it came out really, really late. And uh, I'm glad the Department of Wildlife and Fisheries in Louisiana decided to alert everyone to this, but a a little bit more advanced notice would have been good. But it's a reminder, uh, even though you do not need a fishing license to fish today and tomorrow in Louisiana, some other states are having the same thing, uh, you do need the ROLP, the Recreational Offshore uh, Permit, Recreational Offshore Fishing Permit. It is absolutely free also, but you do have to get it. You go to the Department of Wildlife and Fisheries website. And I was kind of wondering when it asks you what kind of license you have, uh, they, they've actually added an icon that says weekend free permit. So make sure you have that if you're going to be fishing offshore for snapper, tuna, swordfish, uh, mai mai, uh, grouper, any of those offshore species. Boy, we got a busy th- this morning. It, it is going to be busy out there on the highways and at the marinas. Uh, there's a lot of fishing events going on, and partly because it is free fishing weekend. Uh, we got the big Swole Fest fishing rodeo. That's going on down at the Grand Isle Tarpon Pavilion in Sand Dollar Marina. We'll run down the schedule of that for you. Also, you can meet Leslie Charville. Uh, she was the subject of our fish and game report this week. Uh, she is a Gyotaku artist, and if you're not familiar with that, go to my webpage, DonTheOutdoorsGuy.com, and check out uh, this week's fish and game report. And you'll find out all about it. Uh, also, we have a first-time redfish tournament. It's known as the uh, Challenge for the Parish Cup. That's in St. Bernard Parish, uh, Hopedale Marina. Seto is a presenting sponsor for that. Uh, Cut-off Fishing Club Rodeo at Bridgeside Marina down in Grand Isle, another one. Fishing for Memories Rodeo at the Intercoastal City. Now, the big boys, hopefully in big boats when I give you this coastal marine forecast, competing in the Mississippi Gulf Coast Blue Marlin Classic. I understand there were a lot of people bailed out of that one, including our own Captain Martha Spencer, and some wise decisions probably made there. But it is going on. Uh, Get Out and Fish program, sponsored by Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries. They've got a special bank fishing event. It'll be taking place this morning and tomorrow, and we're going to talk to the coordinator, Danica Williams, about some tagged channel catfish that have been released in 10 easy-to-access ponds across the state, and if you catch one of those, you'll win a prize. It's all in honor of the free fishing no-license weekend, and if you want to get a picture of what those fish look like with the tags, uh, on my website, it's the subject of this week's radio photo also later on we're going to tell you about our november cajun invasion Uh, we're drawing close to our alaska cajun invasion in late july early august but the november trip to south dakota for the pheasant hunt we are taking reservations for that and i got to tell you it's booking up we do have two periods you can go i'll explain all that to you and uh, we do have some more of those red snapper citations written and that will be our bad boys of the outdoor feature coming up. Also, Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries marine biologist Harry Blanchette is going to join us and talk about the Bonnie Spillway opening. This is the second time it's been open this year. The water's continuing to flow there. He's going to tell us what we know about its negative impacts and what we can expect down the road. 
Now, the plans to turn the Morganza spillway faucet on were turned off, and that's at least for now. Uh, the high water is already affecting fishing in the Chafalaya Basin. Uh, at, at the present moment, the Corps of Engineers has no plans to open it, but that certainly can change as river levels dictate. All right, we also have our field reporters out there. They're going to give you some tips and information, tell you what they caught this week, where they went, and what the prospects for this weekend are. That's our main focus is to help you find and catch fish. And while we're doing it, we love to hear from our audience. You can text us, send your messages in to 870-870. They come right in here to the studio. Tell us who you are, where you are, and what you got going on on this free fishing weekend. Here's your coastal marine forecast today. 40% chance of rain and looking at the radar, most of it is restricted to the offshore lower coast areas. It's kind of pop-up showers. There are some heavy storms embedded in mostly light rain, and that's probably going to be on and off all day. That's why you need to bring a rain suit with you for sure. But no reason to stop you. The tide range, average tide is 1.6. A lot of water going to be moving. Uh, inside uh, conditions on the bays and the lakes, west wind 10 to 15, you can expect a light chop. Tomorrow looking better, uh, no rain in the forecast for tomorrow. Westerly winds offshore, again, 10 to 15, 5-foot seas, going to make it pretty tough out there. Northwest winds on the inside, 5 to 10. They're lightening up in some smooth conditions. And along with that tide, tomorrow going to be a very good conditions to get out and do some fishing. All right, we'll be back with Robbie Campo right after this down in Shell Beach. Get an update on the situation down there. And a lot of people are fishing in St. Bernard. Got the Redfish Tournament, got a couple other rodeos. And it's just a doggone good weekend to get out there, even though there's a little rain around. Big problem's going to be bait availability, and he'll check with us and fill in us on that situation as you head down to your fishing hole and you're listening to The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. All right, one of the things we do is we check in around the state with some field reporters, marina operators, owners, professional fishing guide, and people who just know a lot about fishing. And one of them is Robbie Campo down at Shell Beach. He runs Campo's Marina. And, Robbie, I'm looking on the radar. You guys look at the moment to be in the clear down there. How's the weather situation? Well, Don, so far so good. Um, I got a lot of people went out so far. Uh, charter captains that left out here this morning so far. So uh, um, I imagine the rest of the the rest of the Saturday goers are coming. Um, um, you know, it, <laughs> we got a light west wind blowing right now, uh, but it seems to be pretty good so far. Yeah, we got a big strong tidal range out there today. I think that the thing that people need to know first as they're driving down that way. Uh, bait availability. I know each week you've been telling us, and it's been getting a little worse and a little worse, and a lot of the effects of the Bonnie Carey spillway with fresh water impacting the availability of shrimp. Tell us the best information you can give somebody that's coming down that way to fish Delacro, Shell Beach, Hopedale, any of those areas. All right. Well, we have bait on hand right now. We still have, we still probably got about 4,000 on hand. Um, but with that said, if you're going to come out here and you're going to be running a little bit late you're going to you know uh maybe five five thirty or six o'clock ish or whatever and you coming in on five ten, or you coming in you know through the wall ends um go see go see uh either bait incorporated or or friendly fisherman which is mr tony kutcher by old golf outlet marina um i hate to see somebody come all the way down here that wants to go fishing and can't you know Everybody down here, it's a busy Saturday. We've got there's, there's, uh, uh, two or three fishing rodeos going on today that I know of. Um, there's a redfish tournament going on, which they can't use bait, but still and all, it's going to be pretty hectic. So um, you're coming down here, and you're running a little bit late. 
You may want to stop on Paris Road over there and go see one of those guys and pick up some bait from them because um, I'm pretty sure that we're going to be out here in a little bitty while. Uh, and that goes for the same for, you know, the rest of these marinas around here. Um, the shrimp is just not living. Uh, I tell you, it's been it's been a struggle to keep them alive. You know, we had our tanks jam-packed last night. We come here this morning, we've got over a champagne basket of dead ones. I mean, it's, it's just a disappointment when you, you know, when you turn the lights off and you look in these tanks and, you know, you see all these dead shrimp in there. But um, as far as fishing report goes, can't get it any better than it has been this last past week. Um, I'm, I'm shocked at the amount of trout that were caught at the Long Rocks, up in Elwha, uh, you know, through Point Chico, all the way out to the islands, um, up and around uh, Freemason, Central, uh, Curlew, and the, and the Chandelier. It's, it's just been a phenomenal week. Uh, I know we had a little bit of rough weather, a little patch of rough weather yesterday out that way, but I mean, far as far as a fishing, you know, um, a trout fishing week, it was probably one of the best we had so far this summer. Uh, well, it's sort of the start of the summer anyway. Um, as far as redfish goes, they've been catching redfish down on a falling tide right here across the ship channel and, and Shell Beach Bayou here going by the Lake Bourne, um, you know, up through the Bluffsy Marsh. Uh, you know, it's been redfish up through the back of uh, Hopedale back here going towards Delacro. Uh, you have no problem going to catch redfish if that's what you want to go target. It's it's just, you know, it's stupid with redfish. And good thing we got redfish, and they could kind of take, you know, adapt to this fresh water a little bit because that's kind of been saving a bunch of these guys' butts around here with, uh, you know, especially on the days that they can't get out and go catch trout, they could, you know, fall back on redfish, and they got a, a just an abundance of redfish to go get. So that's 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 been saving our guides. Um, but I tell you, just a phenomenal weekend. I don't see today being any different. You get out there early this morning, um, I, you know, either at the Long Rocks, even on the other side of the rock dam has been good. So uh, plenty of white trout being caught at the dam. If, if somebody wants to go catch white trout, uh, what I like about them is no limit, no size limit. You catch, you can fill the boat up. So, and they've been, actually been boat, biting on both sides of the dam. So if you want to go catch white trout, just go stop right by the dam and fish straight down. And you catch all you want. So, um, like I said, make a left at that bridge. Come on down and see us. We're waiting on you. We'll get you out here fishing and, and see if you can't get on some fish. All right, Robbie. It all sounds good, but they may want to stop and get their bait before they come down. And now, what would you tell red fishermen? They're strictly going after redfish, and they want to fish with bait. I mean, of course, you'd sell them live shrimp. But it's really not necessary for redfish. The dead shrimp will work fine. Sometimes it works better. So, well, I tell you, most of our guides, what they've been doing, they've been taking, they've been taking three to five pounds of dead bait with them. And uh, what they do with them is when they get on a redfish, they chum them and they keep them, they keep them active, you know. So, uh, you know, they throw a little bit of bait out there and keep them chummed up. But uh, yeah, dead shrimp is just if you're going fishing just redfish or or, or drums, or you know, sheephead, whatever. Uh, even white trout over by the dead, dead shrimp is gonna, you know, it, it work just fine. And how are you stocked up on dead shrimp? You should have plenty since oh, we, you lose them. Yeah. Oh yeah, we got plenty. <laughs> we got we got plenty, plenty dead bait. <laughs> okay, we're good. No, we're good with dead bait. All right, well, keep yeah, those we shrimp on. We want. Keep those shrimp on life support. Keep those ones on life yeah. support. Everybody gets down there and gets them in the water. 
All righty. All right, Don. Talk to you next Saturday. Thank you, Rob. All right, man. Bye-bye. Yes, sir. Thank you very much. All right, Robbie Campo with some uh, good advice if you're a bait fisherman, particularly if you're looking for those live shrimp. Uh, Paris Road, uh, the 510, if you're headed down that way or coming from New Orleans, he suggests that you make a little stop at Bait Incorporated Friendly Fishermen. Some of those bait shops that are on Paris Road are just off of around Bayou Avenue. That way, when you get all the way down to the beach, uh, you won't be baitless. All right, coming back after this, Captain Tofield Bourgeois joins us. We'll find out where he's been fishing. I, I don't know if he got the plane out or not. They had a little bit of rough weather this week for flying, but... According to Robbie, they had some fish out there at the island, so we'll find out what's going on there. And also in the interior, Lafitte, the Grand Isle, Myrtle Grove areas. He's up next. He's our Louisiana man, and you hear him right here on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. Yeah, he's out there making a living uh, probably most of the time seven days a week. I'm talking about Captain Tofield Bourgeois, operates New Orleans Fishing, and uh, let's see what he's up to this week. Captain Toe, how'd your week go? Well, it was good until that weather came through, so... <laughs> So lots of great fishing, uh, lots of good stuff out by the islands. But uh, let's see, what is today, Saturday? So Thursday. So Thursday, that weather came through, kind of messed up a lot of stuff we had. When that little, that little uh, I say, tropical depression or whatever exactly it was, just that little mess that comes through. It scared all my people to death. <laughs> so we had some big loops and uh, wound up canceling. And then the wind's right now out the west, so the west is good for me. So at the last minute, we jumped in the plane. So me and Ginger uh, are just a little to the west. I'll tell you what I'm looking at right now. I'm actually looking at the Pacific Ocean <laughs> as we speak. <laughs> it's 3 o'clock in the morning. So we actually flew into San Francisco, and we've been driving down for two days. So we actually go driving from San Francisco to Seattle. So we uh, come through the Redwood Forest. So just a, just a slight off the bayou, just a tad. So uh, <laughs> last night we had some... Uh, Clam chowder. Uh, then it was not gumbo. It wasn't jambalaya. That's all I can tell you. So, definitely, definitely a little different. But uh, we'll see. We'll wind up in Seattle on uh, Monday night and we'll climb back home. So kind of took an unexpected little trip with this west wind. So it just it canceled on my flights. I can't do nothing out there with the west. So that west, southwest, northwest wind is <clears throat> just no good. So we were doing actually, we were doing fabulous out there. Uh, we're talking about the in, inside. Um, again, you're doing really good with redfish, with speckled trout is catching numbers, but not catching ones going in the box. So that's kind of a report. Robbie was getting the other side, a lot of small fish mixed up in the also, like in the bays. So I, wasn't, I wasn't able to listen to y'all. Yeah, well, he said a lot of white trout inside. Now, we're catching some decent trout, but you got to make a run. you got to go out toward the sound and the long yeah, rocks and, you know, get away from the fresh water is the key over where yeah. he is. Oh, man, and what's going to happen with that west wind is going to blow, blow that fresh water all back up in there. So I've been going up and down the islands, man, like I said, having some good trips, having some tough trips. So it's kind of not every single spot is hot. you got to definitely earn them. So it's just, and I'm really concerned that west wind is why I went ahead and took a few days and just zipped on out of there, man, because uh, I don't like fighting it all the time. You know, just that fresh water is really tough. You know, you're still, still done okay, but. Like I said, for us, feet-wise, uh, say barotarra, they just have given up a lot of trout, so just catch 100, keep 20. So it's kind of uh, kind of a lot of little fish, you know, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of say, if you're a bait fisherman, they don't like doing that. You know, see, a lot a lot of bait going up. Your plastic guy really don't matter too much, but it's just, uh, it's been a little crazy. I'm also doing, uh, catching a few of them green trout, so catching some bass mixed up in there, so there's a lot of, a lot of mixture of things 
Like, just that weather forecast that came through, it just, I had some big week scheduling. You know, a lot of people flying in, I say driving over 10 hours, like, man, I'm going to take a chance. So I get it. You know, so it's just kind of, kind of out here on this side, like, to, you know, towards the west. But overall, it's pretty. We got a few boats fishing today, but like I said, no planes flying until actually we, we're going to make my first flight back out. It's going to be Northwind, actually, on Wednesday. So I'll be back out there, back out at Wednesday, giving it a shot. But, uh, Got a few nice, nice style by the islands. No big, big pigs, but uh, you're having some nice and two, three pound fish mixed up in there. Still got a nice mixture of redfish, so that's overall good. Uh, didn't get to go frogging. Darren, Darren did go. <laughs> they, they, they got a few frogs, so frogging is still going on right now uh, down the bayou. But uh, we'll see, we'll see, cause. But I tell you what, I think you to do is, is I'm sure you've seen this as a kid. You ever been out here to uh, say on on the west coast, like through Oregon through Redwood Forest? You ever did that? No, no, no. <laughs> well, I'm sure you've seen never you been there. Never been there. Uh, furthest west. Well, I've been to the furthest, the westernmost part of the United States, but that's on Alaska. But I, I kind of. Right. Well, the only time I've been out there, I've been in airports, you know, in Los Angeles right. and Seattle and Portland, but never that's got out and different. got to see any of the area. Are you going to do any fishing while you're up there? No, man. This is such a last-minute report. We don't know where we're staying at. We're just kind of driving. Driving and then uh, kind of googling. <laughs> One of those crazy. Things. Let's just take off oh, and yeah. go. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We don't have a clue. I mean, right now we're actually first time I was staying. No there. plans. No, this is actually someone's house we're staying in. But it's cool. We like say we look at the Pacific Ocean. I'm in Trinidad, California, right now, which is uh, pretty crazy. But mm-hmm. it is on a peninsula, and the skies are black, and the stars are shining. It's just three in the morning. <laughs> so it's kind of like our Alaskan deal. Like, well, you are dedicated. Yeah, <laughs> I, I gotta admire you for your dedication. It's like me when, when I'm in Alaska. We start the show at two a.m. Oh, yeah. We'll be doing yeah, that pretty no soon. Well, you've been up there. You know the deal. You know. The oh deal. yeah, that's a general stuff. We just think you could be in Alaska for another hour. Yeah, we didn't go to bed till actually like two hours ago. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. so it's a little mix, but we'll be ready to take off early. But uh, overall, guys, you can check it out, man. Look at the website, newonefishing.com. You can check out all the fishing pictures and also a lot of video I've been posting. So actually, us driving through a tree. You want to see that? Check it out. You know, so that kind of it's there. So <laughs> the stuff I've seen as a kid, we actually did it yesterday. So I'd re- definitely recommend this drive. It's a little crazy, but it's just a West Coast drive, man. San Francisco to Seattle. That's where we headed. But uh, y'all check it out. See what's going on. Remember, on Tuesday is Tokyo Tuesday. I can check that out. And uh, this Tuesday, we're going to be in route somewhere. So I don't know where it's going to happen from. But uh, but we'll see, man. See what's going on. Also, too, uh, I didn't tell you this last week, but I'll tell you this week. So any guys that are coming to New Orleans, maybe in the area, want to check it out, we really enticing a site inspection with a lunch. So if you they have a little corporate deal, you want to come check us out, give Josie a call. We do we do lunch every single day. From now in November, we have people every day. But it ain't nothing to throw another little chicken leg and a pot of gumbo to feed you. So you want to come by, do the site inspection, get a little lunch with us, talk to Josie about maybe planning your trip or your corporate getaway. Lunch is on us. So just come on one out. And, what a great uh, idea! Yeah, man, give her a shout and actually. Well, well I got a trip. I got a trip with you next month, so I might stop by to check the place out and grab lunch while yeah. I'm there. You, know? <laughs> you better, you better stop by. <laughs> so that'll work, man. Well, good deal, guys. Yo, All right, hey, deal. before you go, before you have you have you had any problem finding a translator up there? Yeah, no, I know they can't understand you up there. Yeah, they tilt their head like a chihuahua when you when you're talking to me. A chihuahua tilt their head. I don't know what the hell you say. <laughs> yeah, right. I don't know why, but these people know we're not from here. I, I don't know if I have a sign or maybe uh, I walk. The first thing I say hello is like, I don't know. You know, 
Go back to bed. Bye, you guys. and Ginger enjoy your little getaway. Glad you got away and got to enjoy yourself. Thanks for the report, yeah. too. Hi, guys. All right, yeah, there he goes. All the way on the West Coast, driving through Redwoods. I hope he didn't have to step over anything in San Francisco. I hear it's pretty rough over there. All right, right now we're going to take a quick break. We come back and we get to your text messages. Thanks for sending them. 870-870, that's where you can get yours in. More fishing reports, more of that stuff we love to talk about on Saturday mornings on the Outdoors with Down Dubuque Radio Network. All right, we're kicking off a free fishing weekend. No license required, but as wildlife and fishers reminded us yesterday, uh, your recreational offshore landing permit, that ROLP, which is issued free, you can get it online, you can stop at the wildlife and fishers office, you won't be able to do it today. It is required, though, that you have that. It's also free, but it is a requirement. Speaking of fishing and hunting licenses, in Louisiana, they all expire on June 30th, the end of this month, and it's fast approaching. You can now buy your next year license for 2019-20, Right now, they do have them on sale. You can go online. You can also stop in at any of the licensed retail places or the wildlife and fisheries offices. And I suggest you buy a fishing license, even if you don't fish or hunt. we got a lot of people telling me, we just like to listen to the show. We don't really fish or hunt, but they enjoy nature. They canoe, they backpack, they kayak, uh, do outdoor photography. If you buy a fishing or hunting license instead of the there's a, a license you can buy. It's like for non-consumptive users, and it's a little cheaper. But that money is not matched by the federal government. It is on hunting and fishing licenses. A lot of money comes back to each state, and it's based on your license sales. So the more licenses we sell, the more money we got, the better job we can do on managing our resources. All right, right after this quick 10-second station identification pause, back with some of your text messages You've been sent in to 87870, and you can do the same thing. We're back right after we let our local stations tell you who they are and where they are along the outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. All right, we start off with uh, our friend Toby. Yeah, he was fishing in Delacro. said they had redfish everywhere. I saw him down there when we were broadcasting from the uh, Delacro Pier. Uh, he said today he's headed on the Oxbow off the Pearl River, going to go after those Mississippi bass. He says they're in big trouble. All right, then we have Justin and Gentilly at the Gentilly Wildlife Preserve. He says, all is hot and quiet here. He says, you remind me of my dad. The older he got, the more he was determined never to retire. Retire? Do I have a job? Most people think I don't really have a real job. All right, here's one that said, this is an interesting question from Elliot. If I were stopped by a game warden and required to remove each fish from my ice chest, or should I request him to remove each fish if he needs to measure them? Thanks. You know, Elliot, I don't know if you're actually required to do that. I certainly would if I was asked, but maybe not. If I got, I know we got a lot of game wardens listening, and if they might want to text me eight seventy eight seventy and tell me uh, when the, you approach a, a fisherman, is he expected to remove the fish and put them where you can measure them, uh, or are you? Are you responsible for doing that? Who's responsible? I'd love to hear from one of the game wardens. If not, next time I see one, I'll ask him that question. Uh, here's one. Uh, was Robbie's father involved with the marina? We hear from Robbie, of course, and know about Blackie. That was his grandfather. We're just wondering. Uh, FJ is Robbie's daddy's name, and, yes, he is involved. He kind of works part-time down there. And, of course, uh, Robbie's brother Michael and the whole family. It's a, it's a family-owned business. Has been since his grandfather Blackie uh, started it. Uh, it's a, yeah, it's a real Louisiana tradition. All right, we got more texts. We'll get to those later, but first we've got to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to hear from Jeff Brule, bass fisherman extraordinaire, going to give us a report on the state of the bass fishing and also some maybe some brim and sockele, white perch, crappie. Got a bunch of names. 
tastes real good, too. We're back right after this. You know, out of all the songs and little jingles and music we play on the show, that's one of the most requested ones we get, the Big Boss Bass. And uh, it leads into Jeff Brule's Fishing Report. It's one that's brought to you by Berkeley. They are a division of pure fishing. You know them for the Berkeley line of gulp baits. They got them for the crappie, the bass, the inshore, even offshore saltwater. Line of all types, whether you're using braid or monofilament fluorocarbon, plus thousands upon thousands of fishing accessories, from catfish flippers to hand scales to fillet knives. If it's for fishing, Berkeley's got it. They are a division of pure fishing. Jeff, uh, I guess we need to start off with the North Shore rivers. Man, I can't ever remember a year, in recent memory anyway, that these rivers have been so high for so long. How about you? Uh, same thing. Somebody asked me the other day, when's the last time I went to the Pearl? And it, it had been probably seven, eight months. I uh, went one day last week with Marshman, Masson, and son Joel, just because the river was falling. It's around 12 feet. It needs to be about 10. But when it's falling real hard, like a foot a day at that final stage before it goes below 10, usually the drains are draining and you just go, we're out to fish. And we did. We had a good trip. We didn't catch nothing big, but we caught a good variety. We had some brim and some goggle eye and bass. And, uh, but the river's coming back up. It's not supposed to go above 10 feet, so I'm hoping it stays about 10 and then falls back down again next week. So the Pearl's going to be really good the next few weeks. Uh, the other North Shore rivers, the reports were really good on panfish, the brim and stuff, and, and some bass. And some of the tournaments they've been winning over around Manchac have been off the tick uh, pond, places like that, with 13, 14-pound stringers. So the fishing's been good on the North Shore. It just gets this little bump in the road with the rain, and it kind of slows it down again. Yeah, I love those kind of trips uh, y'all had with the mixed catch of freshwater fish. That's great. But you know, as you said, you can maybe put that on the side for a while until that river drops back down. And luckily, y'all got out to get it while it had a little bit of a drop in it. Uh, what about the marsh areas? Uh, Delacroix, you know, people, <laughs> and you included, have been kind of confused. I just keep hearing, and not just from that marsh area, a lot of the marshes around Lake Catherine, tons and tons of redfish, but very, very small. Some of them even too small to keep. Yeah, we we caught a few rat reds, but we did catch some up in the 25, 26-inch range, along with some bass. We had some very nice bass. We had went down there last week and uh, threw some uh, buzzing-type frogs this time and had some good bites. But one of the puzzling things I had was probably the first time in my life that I've got probably 40 strikes, maybe 50 strikes, and maybe only put 10 or 15 fish in the boat. It seemed like the fish were boiling on it hitting it but not really eating uh so we we had a lot of funny bites but we managed to put a good mess of fish in the boat and had fun and if you're going down there you want to look for the grass probably get towards the ponds and any kind of drain you can find it doesn't have to be very big or it can be very big you just have to kind of fish the points and there are going to be fish around them if the water's moving through it uh weedless spoons uh we threw the rivets frogs some spinner baits and any kind of weightless plastic, they're all good producers down there this time of year. You know, Jeff, when I have a day like that where the fish are hitting the bait, they're coming up and they're slapping the cork with the tail or, you know, just pushing the bait out of the way, what I say is the fish aren't hungry, they're angry. <laughs> There's a difference. Yeah, yeah. They don't eat it. Uh, I think I needed some of that dead shrimp to put on my frog. Cause, um, they would just they'd come up, blow up on top of it, <laughs> swirl all around it. You'd set the hook and you'd feel them for a second and they were gone. Yeah, uh, I'm sure y'all. You mentioned fishing frogs. I love to fish frogs. Tell us about using frog baits this time of year. 
Yeah, we were throwing the buzzing types, and, and those are like your rivets where you, you throw them out and you reel them on top, kind of like a buzz bait, basically. And uh, the, the setup for that is a medium-heavy, fast-action rod, and I just throw it on straight braid. You don't need any leaders. Uh, and you hold a rod tip up about 10 o'clock position, and you just kind of nice, steady retrieve. Sometimes they want it pretty fast. Sometimes you just want it real slow on top. And when the strike occurs, you kind of let them load up before you set the hook. If you set it too quick, you will you will miss fish. And um, in places like Delacroix with a lot of grass, I just prefer just a single hook and put a bead in front, and that bead will help you get through the grass. A lot of times it won't hang up quite as much, bounce over those little stalks of grass. And, and that's where you're throwing it. You don't throw it in the thick stuff, but that isolated patch of grass on a point or down a channel bank or something, you can catch fish on those type frogs in Delacroix. Uh, I got a text just came in, Jeff. Someone wanted to ask about the bass fishing in the LaBranche area over there by St. Charles Parish. And he said it looks like a great marsh area for bass fishing. That's that I-10 east and westbound, you know, underneath the interstate and those those marsh areas up in that area. Oh, yeah, that can be very good. It's kind of a seasonal pattern over there. Uh, usually the spring is pretty good. Uh, when it gets super hot, it seems like the fish move to a little deeper, bigger bodies of water. But, uh, you know, sometimes uh, – a pop or top popper will be good in the morning, so you can throw buzz baits. And then after that, you kind of just drag a worm around those pylons and any kind of stumps you can find. It, a lot of those places have a lot of stump and uh, cover on the bottom, so you just want to kind of bounce around until you find some stumps and, and kind of figure out what depth. Sometimes they're up, up tight on the bank with top waters, and sometimes they're just in the shade line off the, under the bridge, and you just got to bounce something on the bottom to catch them. But I think it's more of a springtime bite, um, and then as the summer progresses, it gets hotter. The, there's just not a lot of water flow through some of those areas, and that's why they don't uh, hold a lot of fish when it gets hot. I would guess uh, if you're going to be in that area like the 51 Canal or wherever you can find deeper water is going to be better for this time of year when you're getting up into 90-degree temperatures and high water temperatures too. Yeah, early in the morning if you got a drain or some moving water around a point of some type, they will be shallow feeding on the shad. you got your shad spawn down there, and a lot of times those top water baits will produce fish. But sometimes when the sun comes up, say about 7, 7.30, that bite's kind of done. Um, like Lake Marpaws, you get along the shoreline, you can catch fish school in there this time of year. And like I said, they they don't get in those dead-end canals just because of the water flow. It's almost like turning off the air conditioner in those spots. It's not enough current and coolness to the water and not enough bait coming through. So they're going to move out to the bigger points and the deeper water this time of year. So just hunt around, keep your eyes and ears open. A lot of times you can hear them, see them striking, and usually catch some fish early morning on top waters around Lake Marpaw. All righty. Thanks for the report, Jeff. We appreciate it. We'll see you next time. All right. Thanks, Don. Appreciate it. All right, there he goes, our bass and uh, freshwater field reporter. Coming back after this, we head for what has been the hottest spot so far in the state for speckled trout this year, Grand Isle. Daryl Carpenter joins us next on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. And there is a huge fishing rodeo going on in Grand Isle this weekend. It's called Swole Fest, and I don't have time to get into the origin of that name, but just trust me, it's a great one, and it benefits the Baton Rouge Children's Hospital. It's a wonderful event. I've been to it several times, and uh, good luck to all the fishermen down there. And by the way, if you stop down there at the Tarpon Pavilion, it's actually the weigh-in is going to be at Sand Dollar, but they're doing a lot of the events and activities at the, the Tarpon Pavilion, which is kind of on the end of the road in Grand Isle. Uh, look up Leslie Charville. She is the Giotaku artist, and she can show you how to 
get a print of your fish like she showed me on this week's Fish and Game Report. So stop by and say hello if you're fishing down at the Swole Fest Rodeo, and we can give you some advice if you are, too, because Daryl Carpenter joins us now, and uh, that's kind of his home away from home. It's where he uh, applies his trade of uh, charter fishing. Uh, Daryl, uh, what's some rough weather this week? Uh, what was the pattern this week as far as when you got out, and what did you find? Because it's been good there up to this point. Yeah, it's been really good, Don. Uh, of course, the beginning of the week stayed good. Uh, the catches fell off. I mean, of course, the weather started kicking up. We had to get off of those beaches um, and had to retreat back inside. The, the The water stayed fairly clean, you know, Wednesday, you know, Tuesday, Wednesday or so, it stayed fairly clean. So the, the catches were still pretty good. You had to bounce around and go find fish. Uh, starting Thursday, yesterday, you, just with all that daggum rain that's been, and the, you know, constant wind south southwest, or or and then it switched to west all day yesterday. It's kind of muddied everything up, and of course, the the catches start affecting it. Um, you know, if you if you're one of those lucky ones that you sit down on top of a little school of fish, you're still you're still getting a decent catch. I think yesterday we had close to thirty specks. Um. But, you know, other than that, you're just having to hunt and peck around for them. The, the redfish have remained inconsistent, but some days you, I mean, we did a full limit of reds what, two days ago, and then yesterday it's like they, they just left. I mean, we had to really work for our fish. Um, the trout have started to, you know, they're heavy on shrimp. Uh, some days they want croakers, but they've really started to also hit the pogies. So if you got if you got time to go cast at you some live pogies, it's, it's just going to be bounce around. I mean, we're fixing to get hammered again. I think it's been it's been hitting us since about three o'clock this morning, and we got another line coming in from like Timberlear Bay, Fouchon area that should be hitting us any minute. And we've got all our folks sitting on standby. Let that line pass, and then we're going to see what what Mother Nature leaves us with for the rest of the morning. Daryl, um, Robbie was telling me about a, a, the run on white trout getting underway over there. Do you guys see many white trout over in Grand Isle area? Yeah, we do, Don. Um, and we've, I guess, for about three weeks or so, we've been catching one here, two there kind of thing because it's not something we specifically target. But they're here. I mean, the the white trout are here, and I, do, I would agree with Robbie. It's starting to run. Um, you got to, you know, pretty much look for deeper holes is how we fish them here. You look for your deeper holes, shrimp on the bottom, and uh, <laughs> trust me, if you if you got kids and you want to keep them occupied, just – Get your five pounds of dead shrimp, put them on the bottom. And look, you know, a lot of people talk about, oh, white trout aren't any good. They're mushy. I found a secret to them. Um, you know, it's, it's kind of I know, like I know what it grill. is. I learned it from you. <laughs> yep, yep. And, yeah, and then uh, what know, do you I do about, you know, when you want to freeze them? Well, you just, uh, I mean, you can freeze them that way. The skin holds them together. You just, you know, you, you, you scale them. They're really easy to scale. A trout's simple to scale with an electric knife. You scale them cut the rib cage out, cut the head off, and you just leave it whole. Um, had some, well, caught some this past fall. The customers caught everything, specks, white trout, and reds. They came back this spring, and, and when the lady got here, she told me her favorite fish out of all three of those was the whole white trout. Yep, better fresh than uh, than frozen, but uh, still not a bad fish. Darrell, we got to run. Thank you for that report, my friend. And give us that telephone number if somebody wants to call you. 225-937-6288. All right, stay out of those raindrops, and we'll see you next week, bud. Y'all have a good day, Don. All righty, and we'll be back with more fishing reports, more information, bad boys, and a whole lot more right after this on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. 
Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.